a well have you found a good stream i or do you just have it on sky oh do i i am uh i have it on itv oh, on ITV. I, yeah all of the games in the uk have been broadcast on either bbc or itv so it's uh, it's quite handy Brilliant. yeah well, that's good for you where i sit yeah. in japan and i'm not paying the nhk for a license fee so i just can't watch it so i'm for for context at home um we're recording this during the second half of the Costa Rica versus Japan World Cup game after yep. a storming first victory against Germany. And in honour of this podcast being a Japanese anime podcast, uh, we thought we would just kind of have the game on in the background and, and watch. So can you imagine I can have live t- tweets. Can you imagine if people tuned in for this podcast about Goblin Slayer and ended and it was just us commentating <laughs> on the game the whole game? It's just us it's talking about Japan Costa Rica, yeah. Yep. Oh, there's a good pass to, I don't know that player. I don't know these, I haven't got commentary on, so I don't know who these people are. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. yeah. So yep. if you hear, if you hear Sam exclaim loudly in the middle of the uh, podcast, it will be no doubt because Japan have scored or conceded. Who knows? We'll see. Japan are losing on a battle of possession apparently as well. So, um, Absolutely. we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Should we do a, podcast, we do a podcast simultaneously? Let's do it. Let's see how uh, much our attention gets split. Okay, okay. in three, two, one. Hello, Eves, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is the man who doesn't know his D&D from his R&D. It's Will. Hello, everyone, and thank you for that wonderful introduction, Sam. Um, first of all, Sam... I would like to uh, tell you, did you know that it's coming up to Christmas? It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. Ba-da-da-da. Is that a yes? I had an inkling, yes. Okay, cool. So um, it's coming up to Christmas and I wanted to just encourage everyone at this time of year, the time of giving, to give the gift of the experience of our podcast and share, to share <laughs> with and friends and family. If you're feeling generous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're feeling generous to us by by absolutely, yeah, definitely give us a five star review. But share the gift of the podcast with your friends and family. Tell them if you've got any of those new friends that you think for Christmas, I really want to convert them the to gift of anime. The gift of anime. Um, I want to scar them for for, for years to for, come. Oh then my god! Yeah, maybe start with our podcast. Just throw them yeah, a couple of episodes. Bring them in. Just, Ease them into one. it. And just yeah. Try try this. Have a have a taste here. Taste have there. A, just dip your toe. Just just just, a, just a pinky. Just just a pinky. Just, have you ever tried to dip your? Have you ever tried to dip your pinky in the water? Like it's the shortest toe. How are you dipping your pinky? You just bend your pinky down. What do you bend? You have you have control over your pinky and no other toe. Your pinky is the shortest control. toe. Yeah, but I can I can move it's it. The little I'm, one. Like, obviously, you can't see this right now. Your pinky yeah, is the little, little one. Right. one. I'm, right. I'm moving. So my when you go to downwards. when you go to reach down to the water, so it's lower than right. the other toes. Yeah. How? Uh, How is your? You can also angle your foot well so that the pinky toe is aiming. That is no. Foot. I would love to see you using your pinky to test the water temperature and avoiding all contact with other toes. Okay, if you want to look at my feet that badly, you're going to have to pay. I'm afraid. Like. <laughs> These hogs are off. Wait, limits, that's what that only fan subscriptions fans. for? Right, yeah, okay. Um, okay, yeah, so uh, 
Christmas aside, I don't know how we got from Christmas to feet, but either way, um, it might be the gift that everyone is wanting this year. It always comes back to feet. Um, speaking <laughs> of feet, goblins also have feet, and this week we're watching Goblin Slayer. So, Sam, why Great would any, anyone want to watch? Thank you. Would, why would anyone want to watch? Want to want to want to watch Goblin Slayer? Want to want to want to watch? Want to want to watch? Why would anybody want to want to watch Goblin Slayer? Well, Goblin Slayer is a dark fantasy uh, anime based on light novels of the same name um inspired quite clearly by dungeons and dragons that the author um was big into from a young age uh, this is the tale of one man's rampage against a series of goblins um yeah it's dark it's violent it's got magic it's got sketchy etchy if any of that sounds like it could be up your street then maybe goblin slayer could be for you although i do have to caveat all of that um, with a bit of a content warning at the top. The first episode of this show in particular does have a quite graphic scene of sexual abuse. And mm. obviously that can be quite traumatic for some uh, viewers. So bearing that in mind, shall we get into Goblin Slayer? Let's do it. All right, well, Goblin Slayer. I think a bit of does what it says in the tin here but could you walk us through these first three episodes what's going on yeah sure um so we've you know what i don't actually know the protagonist's name it's goblin slayer no 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 not the protege sorry the protege the one we start Uh, with that's priestess uh, that's priestess okay go good good so we're just going with the names of the um what do they call them class that that, that they're playing it's Everybody in this world is named after their class or their job. For example, a uh, high elf or their race, depending on um, certain members <laughs> of the group. Uh, high elf. Uh, Doesn't that get confusing? Or are there only dwarf, like 50 Cow girl. Place? Farmer. Receptionist. Good. Yeah. Okay. Just keeps it nice um, and simple. Does it? Yeah, I guess so. In this two-dimensional world, I mean, as soon as you expand more than three <laughs> characters that do the same job, you're kind of screwed. But whatever. Um, so, Priestess is this... Um, oh, she wants to be an adventurer. She wants to yep. she, she wants to go and um, adventure for some reason. Um, we don't really get much of a backstory, but she's a... Uh, she, she, she wants to she wants to do things on the adventuring things yeah, go she's kill plucky things. she's got magic she wants to make the world a better place so she um goes with this brand new she's a uh we get her this power not power level thing but ranking system she is yep. a porcelain porcelain rank rank she's just starting out and she goes off with a bunch of other porcelain rankers say <laughs> <laughs> uh, that three times fast. Yeah, what a bunch of porcelain <laughs> rankers. Um, and they go off to hunt goblins because that's going to be nice and easy. Goblins are these little, little tiny things. And they get absolutely dismembered. They, oh my uh, God, come, they get they, mobbed. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about that opening scene because it is very, um, intense and it's, it's great. It's, it's a great way to sort of kick things off. And basically that sets up this world where goblins are sort of, the low lowest form of creature, but also kind of badass, and can especially yeah. when they come together and organise, they're pretty dangerous. So, our girl priestess meets up with 
this goblin slayer who saves her in the initial scene and then spends the rest of the three episodes following him around um, and doing what he says, basically. Um, yep. And, and he goes off killing loads and loads of goblins because it's his mission to wipe the world of this horrific race of creature that came from Venus. Yeah, from the big green moon in, in the yeah. sky. Isn't yeah. that great? Okay, yeah. can you explain that? Nah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, how did they get here? They built tiny little goblin rockets. <laughs> and um... I love that they're like, oh, so does that mean that shooting stars are goblins like coming to Earth? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't Dude, know about that. Like... That's not... Look, I just, I just killed the bastards. I don't know. No, I, I'm just, I'm just here to to kill goblins and yeah that that's it <laughs> why did you become an adventurer that don't, don't say anything i think we can guess <laughs> <laughs> to slay goblins god damn it yeah so yeah. the goblin slayer himself let's talk about him a little bit before we okay. um, deep dive into some other scenes um i love his design the yeah i do broken off armor the intense like the red flame that comes out from his eye when he's getting super serious and just right the fact that he just doesn't care about keeping a weapon or holding on to something because it's precious it's like everything about him is i am genetically designed to kill goblins yeah yeah he's entirely not like this isn't (laughs) at all it's been the last five there's a misleading line right because okay. the, the, the the girl with the red hair is, has grown Cow up with girl. this boy. Cowgirl. Cowgirl has grown up with On this... account of her massive cow. personality. And strength of a cow. Yes. Um, yeah, so she, she says... This, this is the same boy from that cutaway, right? That she sort of yep. grew up with. She went into the t- city while she was away. Everyone died except for him. Um, and then she came back and then it's like, oh my God, he's changed. And now he wants to kill and hunt goblins all the time. Mm. But she makes a line, something, something like, um, it's been like that ever since he arrived five years ago. And it, which just completely suggests that he appeared and she doesn't know who he is. And it's this mysterious stranger. But then the dad or the uncle character also then says, look, I know that you used to be childhood friends. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's you have to admit. That's that's when I realised that it was the same person, but it was. Uh-huh. I, I assumed it wasn't the same person based on the previous comment, which was in like episode two or one. And I was like, right, okay, right. Um, this clearly is someone that she doesn't know. Although, what happened to that boy? Is he going to turn up at any point? And I'm like, oh no, it is him. She just forgot oh, that she knows this person. Um, yeah, mm. um, yeah, he, yeah. So, he, what, what he did you cool. think of his like methodology? 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 methodology um i think he could have cited more things and um you know use be- use better references but um, use the oxford format i mean and that's just you know rookie error absolutely yeah it's just saves you got to do it as you go you know it just saves time at the end um <laughs> i think i think so when you say his methodology do you mean like the way he goes about his um destruction of the goblin race yes uh like yeah. how thorough he is all the various different ways he has of dealing with goblins and yeah of it seems crazy the... that he's managed to learn all this in like five years and where has he learned it now how has he crafted his skill has he shadowed anyone well, do we find 
like, there's like he, a, a Goblin Slayer Zero, <laughs> the original Goblin Slayer. This is actually yeah. Goblin Slayer number one. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we get a bit of a brief um, dialogue from him during some of the flashbacks of what happened to the village and what happened to him and his sister, where he says, I just made it my entire mission to kill these things. And some days went well, some days didn't go well. And I just learned and got stronger and I trained and I just kept on killing again mm. and again and again. Yeah. So I think the implication is just after the trauma that he goes through, he picks himself up and just this broken man just decides, I'm just going to do everything I can to learn about these creatures. So yeah. I guess on the field experience. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. He is, um, he is incredibly sort of um, cold about everything. He just slaughters all of those goblin children, which oh Priestess God, obviously... Club. Yeah. Yeah. Priestess doesn't really appreciate. Um, we'll get on to her next because she's a bit of an odd character. Um, his... He that awful, like, brilliantly dark line when he's about to go, go club these kids to death. Like, mm. the only good goblin is one that doesn't come out of its stinking hole. And yeah. that just kind of, and this is in response to her saying, what if there's a good goblin? And he goes, yeah, okay, yeah, I admit be. it, totally could be, but am I going to like risk it? Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. But he's I mean, it's a good, it's, 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 yeah, but it's also good logic as well. Like he, no, if goblins are coming out of the cave, he's assuming they're doing damage and they're doing harm to humans. Um, that's how he finds them, right? He doesn't go searching the depths of caverns yeah, randomly. He's not he waits for, he waits for them to cause a nuisance and then eradicates them from there. So his logic is fine. If there are good goblins, then they won't be attacking humans and they won't be on my radar. Mm. Okay. And therefore, yeah, no, they're yeah. going to be fine. You know? um, so I, th- I think there is that sort of... That does sort of nullify his... Um, the, the, the sort of sadistic nature of the whole thing. He's not doing it. it. It's just very practical for him, isn't it? It's like, I'm, these mm. things are horrific. They need to die. And I'm going to kill any, anything that attacks a human and, or, or damages yeah. human property. I guess he's also pretty brutal in his, uh, I don't know, his, his treatment of other people. He's like you said, he's very cold to the yeah. point where, he sees somebody who's been poisoned by this goblin and instead of even attempting to save like priestess wants to do, he puts the mage out of her misery, which again, for us having just entered this world. Yeah. Like it's, it's brutal because yeah, it's a fantasy world. There's potions and magic and spells and things, and maybe she could pull through, but he just quite bluntly says, Nope, she'd just suffer more better to put her out of the misery we wouldn't make it like back in time she's too far gone but he then does also rescue the fighter who um is further into the cave so it's a balancing act for him he is just the most he's he's pragmatic he doesn't he's like he's looking at the odds and he's taking the odd that's highest i think most times yeah yeah um there's about this world there's there's quite a lot of snippets where they're trying to push across this um world of suffering and like we see mm-hmm. when when the when the the fighter girl comes back and then there's all this exposition over the top of some scenes where 
they're going in the carriages and these women are oh, damaged yeah. and broken basically the the for those of us that haven't seen it and as a reminder the whole point is that the goblins are taking women and sexually assaulting them until they've done and then they're going to kill them and if they manage they've to have their kids yeah yeah mm. right and then yeah so that is obviously a very very dark and sort of un what's the word i don't know um upsetting like narrative um mm-hmm. but then they, they they also focus on that recovery side and it reminded me a lot of uh, attack and titan in a way that it's sort of oh, just just sort of like back. yeah the scouts coming back and and that sort of raw impact of things after the event it's not just focusing on the main cast all the time it's focusing on the ramifications of things that have happened mm. pre on screen and and looking at the effects outside of that and, and i think that's really cool um yeah yeah and there's also the, more the, like world building snippets that we get about um a more traditional japanese fantasy story i guess where the demon king is back and there's an army of demons in the capital and the capital's been overrun and we're out in the yeah. frontiers and there's yeah all this where's that of- i want to see that are we going to get more are we going to get him fighting other things i know he's called goblins though but we must he must have to fight other things at some point no spoilers but I I really like that there is this world building and the and basically the main characters have come to him to say, Hey look, we need your help to come and be the legendary hero to go and fight the demons again. We're gonna be the mm. new legendary party with the representatives from all of the other nations. We have this special mission to do. Um and then afterwards we'll go fight the demons and he's just like, Nah. Nah. Go away. And then they say, like, Oh wait, actually Hold on, the, there's, there's some goblins, goblins there. Okay, fine. Oh, okay, right. How many? Where are they? How do I kill them? Do you have a map? Yeah. Pay me whatever. And I love that yeah. final line. He just—he doesn't care. Like he just wants to make enough money to buy new equipment yeah. that he's immediately going to discard or throw it as a, a, a zombie. A, it's crazy. A, a goblin. It's—it's <laughs> it's crazy though. Like, yes, he's so focused, and it's admirable, and it's like I he's just it's got, got ASD. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think, he, I think he's somewhere on the spectrum. His special interest is killing goblins. And yeah, that's the only maybe thing that he perks up for that or the maybe. You know, massive PTSD. But I think potentially, yeah, the PTSD definitely has an impact, I think. Um, I think the, the the trick he's missing, though, and this is the same with all these broody, miserable characters that have these lofty idolizations and goals. You would You would arguably be doing much better if you were more sociable and had people on your side. Yeah, definitely. But also... But there is no, there is no negative to being polite and courteous and considering considering others at least on the surface like even if you've got these mm. you know you've got your goal and things but like being stoic and all of this sort of really like um hiding yourself away from society and you know not connecting with people it's never going to help yeah and i think part of that comes into again the the world and the ranking of these goblins like in most mm. fantasy games, D&D especially, some of the first enemies that you ever fight are goblins. They're the slime of Western fantasy. And yeah. in this world, they're portrayed as being dirty and like finicky little pests that come into towns and steal livestock and damage fences and stuff in small mm. numbers. So no adventurers want to deal with them for too long. They want to... um rise up for glory as, as the first guy from the uh, the new party 
say he's like oh i want to fight dragons and i want to be a, a hero known across the land so it's glory and if like goblin slayer you're spending your whole time just fighting vermin essentially vermin with yeah. the capability to be horrific but still vermin nonetheless in the eyes of most people that reflection is going to fall on you a bit somewhat as well and i think but maybe I, just over I, time yeah no i, I get that. I, the f- go on like that drive that he has and the fact that he he does turn up with dirty armor and he doesn't take any other quests like he works with other people but as we find out with the uh the very voluptuous witch in episode three that he does work with other people but only to get what he wants so that he can kill more goblins and he just yeah yeah he's just single track i wonder why um more people like you think like the the other adventurers wouldn't necessarily um, res- respect him and sort of appreciate what he's doing. But I would feel he would have a hell of a reputation with local villages and towns and stuff mm. that um, would arguably seek him out. Like, I think by this point, he should have his own little enterprise. He could have like people <laughs> coming direct to him and he could, because he's not bothered about price either. He could be like, right, make your donation, where are the goblins, off I go. He doesn't have to queue up and wait for people to come to him. He could just say, right, here's the blacksmiths, here's the um, apothecary, and here is the (laughs) goblin slayer. And he goes straight to him, he dish and and then and then it's like, hey, I love what you're doing, man. I lo- I love your craft. You are just doing things for the people. You're eradicating these vermin. Let me I join you. It. It, let me jo- let board. me let me help you. I'm on board. And then then they've got he's got people working for him. He can send There's people out. Crew. Yeah. Every town, ta- a goblin slayer in every town. It's the vision. It's <laughs> yeah. The vision he's got TV adverts. See. He's got billboards. <laughs> he's got he's got everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have a problem with <laughs> goblins? Come see me. Call. Phone us. <laughs> four four G O B L I N Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> Our prices slay. <laughs> yes, queen. Yeah, it, I, I think that's uh, the end goal. I think that's that's where the seasons should finish, or the uh, the series. Absolutely, he he just becomes the ultimate hero of everything, and. Yeah, it has his business, just, and it's all good. He just I retires think, happy, knowing that he's got his legacy of hundreds of people working. Goblin slayers. Somebody yeah. picks up his legacy and moves on with it, and that's it. The world's protected from goblins forevermore. Mm. We've got to blow up the moon. Why goblins on the moon? Maybe that's his final goal. He just wants to blow up the moon, <laughs> and he's just going to keep killing goblins until it somehow yeah. happens. <laughs> Every night he just starts throwing rocks at it, trying to get closer and closer. It's like. Just like Okay, one. Okay, I, my strength score has gone up. How far can I throw the rock now? Yeah. Okay, good. Extra twenty meters. Ten more push-ups. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting you mentioned about his reputation, though, because if you stick around until after the credits in episode two, um, yes, we do I see did. the bard singing the praises of the goblin. Slayer oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We did the yeah. castle and saved the princess, and everyone's like, "Ooh, wow, amazing!" And that's how the the elf yeah. and the rest of the party find I did like that. See that again is nice world building. Um and it just reminded me of the Witcher. Um, yes. When yeah. the humble bard graced to ride along with the goblin slayer along came the song. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I need good. that. <laughs> I need live action yeah. goblin slayer just with Jaskier following him around everywhere. Yeah. He basically I mean, is Geralt, isn't he? Yeah. He, he basically is yeah. the Witcher, but solely goblin focused. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, like even down to the armor. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like the, the vague magical powers that aren't too busted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, have I, the, obviously I haven't seen much fantasy anime, and so I don't mm. really. I've seen a sort of like a drop in the ocean. I feel. Um, how does this? Because this is this to me is very similar in concept to um, uh, Dan Machi. Yeah, I think uh, so. Like with totally regards to, to they talk about like levels of being and, c- and they yeah, talk and critical hits and like gaining more experience and all that kind of thing. Yeah, um, mm. is that is that very common or is that quite niche to those two particular things? Because that doesn't happen in like um grimgar which is the only re- mm. oh no i've seen i've seen a couple but then the others are games almost like yeah was- they're games or they're they're isekai where they're yeah. dropped into these fantasy worlds but the systems are very game-like they're very Japanese yeah and that's MMO very de- style. deliberate so yeah how does this compare to the general fantasy um genre um this takes it in a really interesting direction because like you say it is its own world with its own rules and yes a lot of those rules look like dungeons and dragons or they look like um your standard mmo stuff like you get the skills you level them up you get experience um but it's as you said oftentimes when we see these um genres of shows they are often isekai so this because isekai got so popular when it did when a show like this comes along a lot of people just assume oh it's an isekai but without the isekai but right, it's yeah. easier to say that this is a more this is i guess tabletop fantasy would be closer for goblin slayer and there is a lot of talk in here about the use the gods use dice and there's dice oh the yeah OP. that was weird mm. like That's again w- weird metaphor it's, it's all stemming from the author's idea of his tabletop RPG days and him playing Dungeons and Dragons with his friends and being inspired by it. Even to the okay. point that when this show was airing, Crunchyroll uh, released D and D style character sheets for the main party. And oh so wow! You could cool. pick it up and do like a one shot where you got to play as Goblin Slayer or Priestess or High Elf, and yeah, uh, it was yeah. I think it is unique in that sense, and you don't often find others in this vein everything's always like a reincarnation or uh and i died and woke back up in this world (laughs) to just exist in a world like this is a rarity for anime because you have to immediately find your latching on character and you can't really latch onto goblin slayer because he's just too powerful so you kind of have to jump in with priestess and the shorthand of isekai is just that Oh, well, everybody gets it. I'm starting at zero, but it's a video game and I've played video games before. I know how to level up so I can relate to this protagonist and his journey here. Whereas here, it's mm. like we're already meeting like a level 10 adventurer who has been around the block three times. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That mm. answered my question. Um, so where do we want to go? Like with, with uh, Priestess. Let's talk about Priestess because she's a bit um, pointless, really. Um, she's a... She's interesting in so far that go yeah 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 Costa Rica no yeah oh the My I, life is not updating the, in the, they in just the, cleared a corner right oh no there's only nine uh, minutes left oh Japan come on when I first saw it it looked like there could be a chance for offside here so we'll see what happens but um, 
yeah. We'll, we'll check back in. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, back to Priestess. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying she's interesting insofar that she wants to be an adventurer, but we don't really have her motivations. And she looks so broken in that initial scene. And then, and I love the framing of this and the direction of this. Um, mm. When the episode one first starts and everything is grey and everything is like washed out colours yeah. yeah, except yeah. for goblin slayer's torch and the light from his eye and that kind of goes back into priestess and kind of gives her the i guess the hope to or the the gumption to keep moving forward and Mm. it's a small thing but she kind of seems to fall into the well if i help goblin slayer then i'm helping other people i can i'm helping people like my first party i just feel like that she never really explains that yeah, she doesn't. And again, I don't need her to explain every little thing, but I feel like we don't know anything about her yet. Have we had any backstory? No, absolutely none. No. Other than so there's n- she trained at a temple to get the blessings. Yeah. So there's no backstory. She follows this guy around and wants to be a part of his crusade, but arguably hasn't really earned enough experience of the world to say that that's what she should be doing. Like, she has moral mor- moral quarrels with his attitude to just killing all creatures or all goblins mm. um and she seems to kind of come to terms with that but again i don't really feel like that's earned she she hasn't seen the dest- oh she has seen the destruction now i guess because she saw yeah saw what she saw at that party <laughs> yeah um but do you know what i mean i think i think she she almost needs to have gone on the seen a few more other things worked with a few more other people before sort of finding her place like maybe she's found something in this guy that she sort of resonates with but i'm not really sure why and i feel like that comes down to knowing her and knowing backstory and she just seems a bit sort of um passive and a bit um just a bit i'm just going to go along with this Mm. guy because the viewer needs to follow this guy because it's the story um rather than anything of her own volition yeah yeah very much she's kind of like a, a puppy dog following him around and occasionally complaining but not getting anywhere with him but she seems no. to just be i think she's idolizing him because he saved her and she think i think if i were in her shoes and i'd witnessed the things that she'd seen in that first episode your toes would be very tight my toes would be very tight <laughs> Yeah. What? You wouldn't you wouldn't fit in her shoes. They'd be very small. So you would have to uh, squeeze your toes together. Sorry. Yeah, I'd I'd be oh. I'd be wobbling around. But she I guess she sees this as the only person that she can follow now because she's seen what he can do and wants to kind of be a part of that and helping other people. Could even the big mage girl, I was about to say something completely different for her name. That, yeah. Um <laughs> But the, the, the mage the, girl, the, yes, the yeah. voluptuous mage girl, um, mm. even says like you could achieve your goals of helping other people if you joined other porcelain parties and went out and killed demons and tried to save the world. And she goes, "Yeah, but no." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but like, why not? Yeah, true. She um, says no, but why? Okay, but why? Um, tell me more. Yeah, so, uh, where do we want to go? Do you want to talk about that first, like, ten minutes of the first episode? Just because okay. 
I think it does an excellent job, regardless of the content, of establishing the tone of the series and then, like, preparing you for that. This is not just a a Dan Machi. Yeah, we're going to go into the cave. We're going to be we're going to be a team. We're working together. Oh, they're just goblins. And then, well, that's exactly how it starts. And I think that's what's great. It's the misdirect because it mm. does feel very much like that. Um, the 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 guy, the, the the four characters that she goes with, I, I don't think they feel main cast worthy quite, but they do a good job of nearly being there. Like you could almost be convinced that this was going to be your party. That that yeah. they seem there's a, you've got your plucky a male protagonist who's a bit quirky and a bit clumsy, um, but he'll get keeps through it in the end. Sword off the roof. Um, yeah. Just keeps yeah. Ding, ding, ding. And then later the goblin slayer is just like, this sword is way too long for, for, for in, for this kind of yeah, close to combat. Be fighting inside of a cave. Yeah. Bad yeah. move. Yeah. Um, and, and you've got your different, the, the, you've got the girl who's hand to hand combat, you know, you've got your different, the thought, the thought about those characters long enough that you might be convinced that that is going to be your main party, and then they just wipe them out with um, a horde of goblins. And yeah, and it is brutal. Like the plucky sword guy just gets a knife to the leg, then the gut, and then every part of it. But it's not straight away. Like he gets a few, yeah. he gets a few kills. So it's a, it's a really realistic. It feels raw and a bit like the fight scenes in. Uh, Grimgar. Grimgar, Grimgar they yeah. Kill that first goblin. Yeah. <laughs> like it feels raw. Like they're getting injured and they're getting wounded. And, you know, there's, there's slips and mishaps and it's not clean. Um, like something mm. like, um, uh, Sword Art. Sword Art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, something like Sword Art where it would be really crisp and smooth and beautiful, but in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think the fight scene, yeah, really good really gripping yeah and then to just have that heavy metal kick in as the goblin slayer comes to rescue priestess and it's just like oh it's doom but goblin slayer yeah yeah it's doom but goblin slayer yeah yeah it's doom but with goblins i mean, i just and that soundtrack though those heavy guitars just like pumping the background as you just watch a goblin get his skull caved in an arrow goes through there is a sick moment in episode two Oh, I want to know your favourite goblin kill. That's what I want to know. <laughs> okay, before that, just to finish off this scene, the bit when Goblin Slayer turns up and it all goes sort of sketchy and grainy, oh. uh, uh, it's beautiful. It's and so good. Lightning fire from his eye just comes out. Yeah. I can't... Honestly, any character that does that, maybe that's why I like Blue Lock at, like, at the moment so much, when there's like yeah. a trail coming off their eye due to the sheer intensity and it's like it matches the colour. <laughs> oh, Instant goosebumps. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, my favourite goblin kill. Um, oh, the, the, the the trip of the hobgoblin was good and the sword through the head. That was quite creative. Mm. And then lighting uh, him on fire to take out three more at the bottom. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the bludgeon to the skull was good. Oh, God. Yeah, just that crunch as it just... Oh. God. Yeah. What about you? What was your favourite? I mean, oh, no. Okay, can we talk about the end of episode three? Right, episode three. Oh, my God. I, w- I was a bit bored with. Like, I genuinely... What do you mean just... we're bonding with the party? The dragon yeah, guy yeah, likes yeah. cheese. Oh, great. Yeah, Goblin Slayer's drunk. <laughs> Why is Goblin Slayer bringing cheese? 
Wait, gob- did Goblin Slayer bring the cheese? Yeah, he brought the cheese because yeah, he, he works cheese. on the farm with Cowgirl. The, with the cheese. With, um, the, with the cheese. There's cows there. Oh, um, God, wait. There were, did I see any? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Where are they getting the milk from, Sam? Oh, Where are oh, they no. getting the milk from? <laughs> oh, Oh, she God. was even pulling. She was even pulling her own cart. There is no cattle on this farm. Oh my God, no! Oh no! The etch- the sketchy actually knows no bounds. Yeah. Like, oh God, no! Yeah, so um, a bit bored with episode three. Yeah, but then the ending. I was, I, I genuinely um, exclaimed out loud. I was like, no, because they they stopped at that point and. Um, yeah. But that that arrow, so they so Goblin Slayer so far has been firing arrows, and some of the arrow kills are pretty dope. Like he's firing them from long distance, and they're swerving mm. through the air and, and and impaling on fire into a goblin, um, which is very very nice. And then this elf comes in and just takes out Hold two goblins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two goblins with one arrow and a wolf. <laughs> or yep. It is incredible. It's like a like almost a like a SWAT team to, like rocking up on the target because they just emerge yeah. from the tree line, just like oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, surprise, I'm here. <laughs> my God, yeah. yeah, that's sick. I think my favorite goblin kill has to be from the the castle raid because yeah, there's a moment he fires one of the arrows and it you see it like ping through this goblin and then it just cuts back to Goblin Slayer and Priestess uh, sitting there. And then it zooms out from them and it zooms out through the goblin's head. Like the camera passes through the gap that's been left. And you then just nice. see this hole dripping with blood. I'm like, oh, that's yeah, creative. That's yeah. But yeah. Um, what did you think of that cliffhanger then? So getting you hyped? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was looking forward to seeing what happened. And it was a shame that um, I couldn't carry on watching. Yeah, the, the, to see, see them go and just own... It feels very much like he does a good job on his own. He doesn't need these people yet. Mm-hmm. These people could all do it individually, and yeah. they've decided to team up right now. And it just feels <laughs> like Avengers. it's gonna. Yeah, it feels like the Avengers going to a a, a downtown robbery, just all of them <laughs> at once. Like, okay, it's why a not? It's a massacre. Yeah. <laughs> God. Can oh. you imagine just just a group of about ten robbers breaking into a bank and then all of the Avengers turn up? You you just would walk. You just give up. You just hands up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not messing with Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, so good. Do you want to talk yeah, so OP and ED? Yes, we can talk OP and ED. Um, uh, what do you think the, of the uh, OP with the little bits of English scattered in there? <laughs> Um, so visuals, I liked, I really liked the visuals for the OP. Mm, Um, Detailed drawings. Yeah. Some really dynamic shots of like people running and very interesting. I like the bird's eye view when you've got him running away from the goblins. It's very, it goes from really simplistic stuff to really detailed stuff. And it all feels really rich and deep in color and Mm. vibrancy and just quick moving images there's character stuff going on, obviously, but they're done in inter- interesting ways. You've got like almost like yeah, a kind of like bullet hole sort yeah, of yeah, drop down. Circle. They do like a little yeah. flourish and then yeah. Zip away. Um, and then there's like some really cool bits of animation where the Goblin Slayer is just kicking ass. Um, and yeah, yeah, just some, just a generally quite <laughs> versatile, solid. 
nice op and uh the music can't really it's an remember interesting it one isn't it it's kind of operatic like it's the it's really slow to start with when him yeah. and the priestess are just kind of standing around and then it starts to just be like it, like the the tempo quickens and then mm. things start escalating as the song escalates as well which i think is is really nice yeah i would uh, give the op a um oh i would give it a uh arrow through a goblin a, an arrow, a burning arrow through a goblin out of 10 pretty nice maybe not the most effective way to kill a goblin but you know it's bright it stands out yeah <laughs> it's bright i like it because of the fire yeah 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 i'd give it a goblin staying in its stinking hole out of 10 all right okay so you know solid should be done um not hurting anybody no good for everyone yeah nice <laughs> all parties involved are happy yeah everyone's everyone's pleased yeah how about the ed then um the ed i like this as well yeah yeah it definitely, i like i think this feels more like an op with the song at the very least it's a lot more kind of upbeat and a bit more yeah kind of like rock ballad e yeah you've got the um I liked. I liked also how the visuals sort of popped. You've got the um, sort of panel visuals that come across a different, the different coloured panels, um, and they popped with the music, um, and that was quite nice. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. There's a Goblin Slayer. He was. Um, we were, the, it starts with watching him through the visor, doesn't it? Walking towards you, yeah. and then he walks through all the fields of swords and bows that are sort bows of. And- Left and I thought that was quite, yeah, it's quite symbolic, obviously, and it's just haunting, a little bit haunting, yeah. but with quite an upbeat song is quite contrasting and nice. Um, so yeah, overall, I thought that was pretty, pretty good. Um, I would give that a a second goblin el- on fire. <laughs> I would give that an elvish bread <laughs> out of ten. Oh, the rations, yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah, I liked it for the most part i liked the symbolism and the imagery and the song was good as well my only issue is that it uses this it uses the janky 3d model of goblin slayer for the whole thing and this is something a bit of a criticism of the show as well a lot of i guess smaller scenes in the show of, of goblin slayer doing something a bit more intricate tend to use a 3d model as well and it really stands out Right, um, okay. And for the whole ED to use that model, and it's just him kind of jankily running across the field. I feel like it, they. Sh- I know that they've got the model because his design is very complex. But to, I feel like if in the ED they could have done it a lot more. I know, hand animated and stylized would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's 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 fair. I, uh, I don't know. I I didn't really feel that um, jankiness, but. Um... I wasn't really looking for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. It, it worked all right for me. Um, yeah, and I, I thought the animation in general. Nice sword. Oh, go on. Sorry. You give it a what? That's all right. And a nice sword out of uh, 10. A nice sword. <laughs> cool. A nice sword that he just pockets after he's picked it up after, after the dead protagonist, the, the dead um, team leader. He just, he finds his sword. He's like, this sword's too long for in here. I'll keep it. <laughs> I, I shall keep this sword. I'll, I shall and I'll probably, 
use it once on a goblin and then never again. It doesn't he do yeah, that he with his actual goblin. sword? Yeah, he does. He stabs a goblin and she goes, are oh, you not going to take the sword? And he's like, no, nah, it's got too much blood in it. But then he coats himself in blood. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> to, like, really get the logic scent. there. And he also seems to have that sword later on as well. So I don't know whether he picks it up on the way out. I think he just what. keeps buying like cheap the same sword. shit swords. Like using the three gold that he makes off of each uh, thing. Well, uh, what were you saying about the animation? Um, I, I I thought it was fairly standard for a lot of it. There's a lot of... Um, it, it, I think it's quite pretty. Um, mm-hmm. I think the action scenes are good. I think they are really Absolutely. well designed. And I think I did like the transition to the, the sketchy, grainy shots when that happened. Um, mm. And I thought that was just a bit... Just something a bit different um, compared to something like Dan Machi that is fairly s- consistent with its animation, and they were trying to just be a bit more yeah. edgy, a bit make make it a little bit different for for whatever reason, and thought it, thought it worked well. Um, yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah. Again, aside from my issues with the three uh, D model, they make Goblin Slayer like they take that detailed design and they absolutely run with it, and like you said the, the action se- sequences are amazing and no it's full time and japan have lost oh <laughs> uh, heartbreaking scenes heartbreak beat for Germany, the nation only to lose to costa rica who got spanked by spain oh, oh everything God. in this world cup is up for grabs yeah oh, yeah it's, it's, interesting it's a bit of a mix-up but yeah back to goblin slayer's animation yeah mm. pretty good solid and especially highlighted in their action scenes direction and quality good all right any other odds and ends before we move into the questions uh soundtrack's just pretty good again i love those heavy guitars and goblin slayer gets serious um i like the character designs as well i think the everybody's very distinct they've got that very clear fantasy vibe but also um high elf archer looks more elfish and they like they actually nail the racial aesthetics of like the dwarves and having a dragonborn just rock up into the middle of town is really cool but even the humans yeah. they're all distinct with the different types of armor and weaponry that they're using so yeah 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 really nice, nice. you um does someone use firebolt at one firebolt yeah. <laughs> yes the 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 witch that goblin slayer kills yeah, yeah. it's like and then it's like oh this this ain't damn matchy yeah <laughs> usually this works yeah <laughs> i think it, it works for that one and then it's, yeah, it takes, it's like, oh. she takes one goblin out and it's like ah yeah. i'm out of mp <laughs> what do i do now uh um i was uh, yeah i was very excited when she said that i was like oh that's, that's cool that's a, a thing i know um yeah, yeah apart from that nothing else I, I thought it was interesting it came with a warning at the beginning that sort of got me got my got me prepared oh, for what yeah, yeah for what that was for the what first time that Crunchyroll used a content warning uh, oh, for really? one of their shows uh, oh yeah. there is something I want to mention um, the general misogyny in this and the sort of oh god we yeah. didn't talk about sketchy etchy and just the way that priestess is fairly put down quite a lot and the so the the um sort of the the, the receptionist is leered yeah. on a lot and we've got the the cowgirl who's very well endowed we've got the other mage or whatever she is that's very mm-hmm. promiscuous and sort of wearing very sultry outfits and everything and yeah. all of that there's all the sexual assault it's obviously it's only aimed at women for yeah i guess biological reasons but also like 
do you need to have that? Could you not just have had the goblins be little murder bots? Did it have to be sexual assault? Like, could yeah. you have elicited the same effect without stripping off two characters and having them violated? Like, yeah. And and again, to to match with that, the priestess wets herself, and it's quite again graphic. There's like a, a zoom in on her doing mm-hmm. it, and it's it just feels like the author's fetishizing a lot of things but also having yeah. it in this grim dark world which can be very off-putting like the cool action sequences and characters and adventure of it all can often be kind of off-solid by this kind yeah by this kind of leering jeering lewdness like the first time we see cowgirl she's just barely covered by a towel in her bed and yeah get a full yeah. back shot of her and it's like well i like i get it people do sleep naked but also the camera angles and the general low angles later just it feels lecherous does goblin slayer sleep naked goblins as, as we see goblin slayer sleeps in his armor <laughs> he <laughs> must passes out drunk something rotten maybe that's why nobody likes him maybe he was really <laughs> polite to begin with but he's just got years worth of caked on goblin guts that's just not going anywhere. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, it's Spain versus Germany tonight. I'm going to watch that. That's going to be a good game. Uh, Ooh, can... Spain, Germany. So does that mean that if Germany, Germany win, are... yeah. if Germany win, then everyone is on three points. Oh, so what so, does that mean? So that means it goes Don't down go. to the final game. No, that means it goes down to the final game. Um, and whatever happens in the final game. So uh, Japan will be playing Spain and uh, Costa Rica will be playing Germany. Germany. And uh, depending on that result, if it will determine the top two. So if it's a draw all around, then it will go down to goal difference because everyone will be on four points. Um, Yeah, it all depends on what happens tonight, first of all. So we'll see. Um, Anyway, back to uh, Goblin Slayer. That's what we're doing. Um, Yeah. What were you talking about? Sketchy etchy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Some some of it's pretty unnecessary. Um, I, I think I think I think to a certain extent you have to give a lot, of, uh, not a lot, but some of it a pass because they're trying to create a dark world, and some of the mm-hmm. stuff is trying to emphasize the vulnerability of some of the characters. But all the characters that are vulnerable are women, and that's yeah, kind that's of not great. Yeah, that's kind of the point. They're the but that's the misogyny misogyny coming through isn't it um that mm. we see a farmer who's kind of disheveled and stuff but he he's not he, he asks the question is it true that they take uh girls away and do this with them and mm. it shows that he's not necessarily the target he's never going to be in that situation and yeah it just makes them feel very uh what is it um the princess the captured princess sort oh of damsels damsels yeah they, yeah all the women are damsels in this um mm. a bit to a certain extent uh, except and they, i think they try and counter that with like the sultry witch lady yeah sort of showing, like she's showing that she's clearly a successful like yeah adventurer and stuff but one character out of however many else and yeah, but it's just She's also mm-hmm. not using, um, it's, it's, again, it's just stereo, stereotypes. Like her p- skill and stuff seems to be very, um, 
like manipulation and sort of underhandness yeah. and a bit of and that's a very uh cliche she's way using, to portray powerful women yeah like she's using her sexuality and her her sex appeal to almost kind of throw people off guard and then manipulate their emotions which again is not a a positive way of viewing powerful women. Not necessarily, women. no. It's like the only reason she's got here is because of these assets and and her, her way of winding people around her finger. Like she's clearly on a team with a very strong male character. So did she do that mm. today? That's the implication, at least from these first three episodes. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a yeah. minefield. It's an absolute minefield. And, you know, we could talk about it for days and days, but it's there. You can hate it or love it um it's it's entirely up to you but um it's just something to be aware of i guess um yeah and it got got it's got to be considered all right let's get into the big three questions and decide whether we can put this in the universe let's do it (laughs) okay Okay. will oh oh hello we just we just uh just stepped on each other's yeah. toes a little bit there. That's a little bit, a little bit. Your pinky toe that's in the bathwater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that on air? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we got on air. <laughs> we got talking about we got we got talking about feet from Christmas. Yes, we did. Ah, yeah. The tangents we go on. So anyway, yeah. big three questions: Will uh, concept yep. and execution, any turnoffs, and then compelability. Do we want to watch more? What do you think of the concept and execution of Goblin Slayer? I think it has to be a big tick in both boxes because you have the concept, which is tried and tested. It's backed up by a law from decades and decades, probably centuries of writing. If you go back to like mm. Lord of the Rings and things like that, just really sort of fantasy elements of... Um, goblins and law and fantasy yeah just fantasy stuff so i think i think the concept is solid um it's nothing mm-hmm. amazing because it has been done but then the execution and doing it in this dark style is a bit unique it has this protagonist that is hellbent on destroying one race and that's unique it's his portrayal of the role is very uh well, we've talked talked about his portrayal of it in general, but he it, it, it does a very good job of um, focusing the viewer on what this goal is. And I don't know. Yeah, it's good. I good. don't know where I was going with that. Fair enough. I, my, I agree. My, my, my I think mind it, went blur. <laughs> no, I do think that it is a good uh, concept. It's this idea of an adventurer not following the main plot and just instead decide to just do side quests which is just yeah. goblin killing for the entirety. Yeah. It's fun, and he takes and it's played a hundred percent straight as well. It's not like it's not goofy. It's not um, meant to be like funny that he's doing this. Like he's taking it deadly seriously, and we see very early on there are deadly consequences, and that is a pretty good hook. Um, it gets you involved, and the execution from the rock music to the animation to the general drip feed of world building um, ideas is interesting and i think that it does a lot to kind of draw people in so yeah i think just like you said a big tick in both boxes for concept and execution um yeah then we jump over into turnoffs and yep you go with this one oh god like again this was the first ever crunchyroll show to open up with a 
content warning because of how do you know that fact because i watch a lot of crunchyroll and twitter (laughs) went mental because twitter always goes mental whenever whenever anything happens um when it popped up in front of this episode and it was like this is the first time crunchyroll's ever done that well what if they've done it for this why haven't they done it for this show or this show or this show that's in their catalog and is Yeah, yeah much much worse but i think it was because it was airing weekly that's when they started to do this and shows since then episodes of uh vanitas uh what's it called vanitas something you know what i mean yeah. the vampire guy yeah um, yeah yeah some episodes of that have the particularly violent episodes of that the that book involved... of vanitas yes maybe case study case studies of vanitas yeah, yes sure. um some episodes of that had that content warning yeah. in front of it and for good reason because it shows scenes of kids being killed and here in goblin slayer episode one we kind of get the the gamut of things we have intense gore we have injury detail we have again sexual assault and again all things that by and of themselves would be turnoffs but added to the fact that again the direction of it is still trying to make these characters almost appear sexy in these moments of yeah powerlessness and what we see afterwards, the literal breaking point of their minds and then later for some other characters moments before their deaths, like this leering eye over everything. I know I've used that a lot, but that's the only way I can really describe it. Like the director's storyboarding and setting up of this, it is so (sighs) just (laughs) reveling in sex and violence, but also there's not really a message there for it yet. It's just, I will make them sexy for sexiness points so that the otaku will come in and laugh at the sexy girl, but then we'll also do the most horrible thing that could happen to the sexy girl and then still frame it in a sexy way with her back all arched and getting a side boob and ass into the shot. And it's like, Oh, it just leaves you with a weird feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's fair enough. Sliding in, to kind of like slide over into question three a bit. That's a damn good cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it very much hinges on the positives of the series, which is the sort of action and the, the, the battle battle scenes, um, mm. which I guess is the, so the third question is all about whether it does enough to overcome those negative qualities um and the turnoffs in order to maintain a a noob viewer someone who doesn't usually watch this kind of stuff um yeah that's the important thing that i think we should hinge it on is that if this is somebody's first anime and they come into it and it's like this that is going to paint their brush of the entire medium as being this degenerate and it's not the worst thing we've seen though I would, yeah, I'd agree. It's definitely not the worst thing that we've seen, but I think there's enough of it just completely dogpiled into the first 10 minutes of it that I think some viewers would maybe get to the end of the corridor scene and just be like, now that's too much. Uh, Yeah, some viewers. I don't know. It's it's really hard because I I just think this is... 
it feels really quality in terms of writing and character development of the main protagonist. I think there are issues there. But do uh, I just don't want us to fall into the trap of just because it's got controversial issues in, we mm. don't put it in because that's yeah. not fair. Like, did we put um, erased in? We did put erased in, even though it had the scene. But that was because this that was one, I think in episode two maybe, and because yeah. in context of the rest of it, it added to the story and it added that extra layer. So what we need to, I guess, talk about here is just the turnoffs of what happens in episode one and then is implied to keep happening in the castle in episode two. Do they add to it? Could this have been done in another way? Like in a race... It can always have been done. It can always have been done in another way. Mm. But is it... it, it, It's just... I I think it comes down to personal opinion to a certain extent. Very true. I think a good comparison for this could potentially be something like Game of Thrones, where in the first episode we get a lot of similar things. We get gore, we get sex, we get violence. Mm. But in the case of Game of Thrones, the the maiming of a child and the incestuous relationship that we see... <laughs> They're driving. Feet, they dr- drive like the whole series. <laughs> pretty much, right? Yeah. Whereas here, yeah. I think a lot of it is just done under that but no, but but if etchiness, like yeah, I, was... I could, I, I could, I understood from the moment that would that goblin slayers, kid, yeah, like the moment that that kid gets the knife to the knee and then he is just mauled by the goblins, like I kind of got the vibe. No, seeing... no, but it, but but it, but it's not it's not for that. It's for goblin slayers' motivation, and what he mm. saw with his sister and everything was so abhorrent and so just yeah. gross and, and, and disturbing that that's what forced him into his path. So like, it doesn't need to be pretty bad. I think uh, you see, you see sort of, but then I th- yeah, I think you, they want to make the goblins this horrific because monsters generally kill people and all the monsters yeah. in this world kill people. Yeah. So these have to be something above that. Yeah. There has to be another layer of, of awfulness that can warrant such one track minded, obsession from goblin slayer yeah um i agree i think could we go about it as maybe this isn't something that is fit for a noob but it's definitely a series that is worth checking out i think yeah for somebody who's completely fresh maybe don't start here maybe start with something a bit less yes like dan match you kind of like get a feel for the world and the rules that happen here. And then if you're ready to experience something that is very morally questionable and downright just awful, but also packaged with some of the best action and (laughs) concepts and execution, then maybe come back to it later. Once you've gotten an idea for what the rest of it is, because I wouldn't want somebody to come into this and see the stuff in the first few episodes and go, yeah, if this is what anime is, then count me out. And like completely block themselves off from the fantasy genre entirely or even block themselves off from anime in general. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's my feeling. How do you feel on it? I'm happy to go along with that. I think um, it's a shame because I think this is, it does have a lot of potential and I think it is quite a um, unique piece 
of media. Um, but you're right. You, we don't want to throw this at a noob and then then be completely disturbed by the content and and things. I think. Look, I'll tell you what. Un- I think this is fine for a noob if you understand the content warning. If you are okay with the content, yeah. So okay. I think I think I think, that's I, a... I think I think that's the caveat, isn't it? It's like if you are okay, no know, knowing what's going. Yeah, if you're okay knowing what's what you're going into, so you know that it contains these themes, mm-hmm. then give it a go. I think you'll enjoy it. Otherwise, yeah. if if those sorts of things aren't your cup of tea, then don't watch the series. It's the same with a lot of stuff. Like if you randomly watched um, any sort of uh, like, if say horror movies in general, the the cliche horror movie with the um, you know boobs and blood. Yeah, boobs and blood m- movie. You know, if you watch one of those and go, oh, well, I'm never going to watch live action again. Well, that's not fair. Like, that's not how all movies are. There are genres within a, a piece of me- media. So I think yeah. this can be enjoyed as long as you're comfortable with the themes it explores. That's fair enough. But do they also <laughs> need to be aware of the anime themes of it all? Like the the, the stereotypes and the... Um, that's true yeah because some of these aren't the, hey that's Grant Holt he, he plays for Norwich um, or oh, used to yeah. play for Norwich um, anyway um, just dox yourself just fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, what we yeah. What, 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 yeah does it so yeah the anime tropes yeah you're right because having said that some of the things that happens in it isn't just the themes it's just the way anime is yeah, like uh, even the idea of going to the guild and signing up and the ranks of adventurers and the spells and the experience and everything like that, on top of all the other stuff that we've already spoken about, that is something that isn't really dwelled upon in the show. It's just kind of assumed that you get it and you're running. Like it's trying to get you to the to the twist as fast as possible. And then after that point, again, the world building is drips and drabs. It's just assuming that you understand what the the almost the gameplay loop is go on a quest, get the reward, come back, do the thing. There's a, there's a one month time skip that just happens as well. So right, okay. things are moving at quite a fast pace. So maybe another reason it's maybe not so newbie friendly. I don't know. Like at least with Damachi, we get to see Bell's journey consistently. Whereas here it's like, Oh, I was nearly killed by goblins. Okay. Now I've got this brand new spell and yeah. it's been a month and I've got armor and shit. Oh, no. okay. I think, Look, I th- I think we've done it is, today. Yeah, I think not in, but I also okay. think if you've gotten through all 105 odd episodes that we've recommended to you here on Gateway to the Anniverse, you are now an experienced <laughs> anime fan. So you should definitely check it out. If, again, like Will says, you are comfortable with those uh, content warnings and you're prepared for what is about to be shown to you. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Um, hope that makes it clear because it's not clear to us um we yep. will <laughs> we will see you next week in the anniversary if you're not sticking around for slice of life me and sam will have a little catch up make sure you do spread the word i hope you have a good christmas if this episode will be released sort of december something um so we yeah, might have another one or two december before then so uh hope you're enjoying the festivities and um reach out let us know what you think of goblin slayer hit us up on instagram and twitter and we'll um we're happy to converse and we'd love to hear from you and see what you've got to say about this wonderful obscure random thing that we've just watched 
Uh, thank yes. you for your time. And Don't forget we'll to oh, cool. leave a like, subscribe, a like, give us a five-star review. Yep. Ring that bell if there's a bell somewhere. There might be there's a bell, a bell yeah. Just pick up a cowbell. Just start cowbelling. Just go wild. Oh, God. Where does the milk come from? Where does the milk come from? And welcome everybody to Slice of Life, the part of the show where Will and I catch up. And I'm I'm just sad, Will. I was really hoping for Japan to pull out that win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a shame. I was I was rooting for you guys. Um, yeah, I'm now watching the uh-huh. FA Cup. We've got oh, nice. Ebbsfleet United versus Fleetwood Town. Okay, question because I see this yeah. all over Twitter, <laughs> and we all know that I'm not the most footbally guy. Okay. Have Wrexham actually been doing well after the Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKeldry <laughs> documentary? Or are they still a... just kind of like a small team, just kind of bumbling along? Um, I think they are doing all right. They're, 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 the thing is, they're doing a lot behind the scenes and they're um, investing a lot in infrastructure and sort of getting the right play- people involved. I think they brought they brought in some big names, Um or bigger names, and they are challenging for the uh, title in whatever league they're in, like Conference South or something. Um, I don't know. I watched the first few of the documentary when it came out, and ha- and they were releasing them weekly, so um, I haven't kept up with it. Um, but I mean, let me just look where they are in the table at the minute. Wrexham table. Uh, they're first. They're top. So they're they're, they're doing they they're, they're doing good. Oh my yeah. So they're, yeah, they're top by a point above Notts County. So they are set to go up, uh, get promoted this season if they can maintain that. And being top at Christmas is uh, always a good sign. There's um like a high percentage chance that you know so many teams that are top at Christmas will get promoted. So that's really positive for them if they get promoted. Yeah. They're in the national league at the minute. Um, if they get promoted. I think that'll go to League Two. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because oh. I, you know, there's a cynical part of me that always thought that maybe it was just a big marketing ploy, and they were playing the the sad music and the emotional camera shots and slow mo of like the, the teams all together, and whether it was just a, I don't know, a, a ploy yeah, I to mean, just tug at the heartstrings, but- or whether it was having actual pragmatic effects on the team. I think they are doing a lot with the club. I think they, the, the, I've, I've, I do follow the media a little bit um, because it's funny. Um, <laughs> and it, it, they do do good advertising and stuff and they get quite good sponsors. I think Ryan Reynolds sponsors it them, him themselves with his... Um, like the aviation whiskey. gin stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, th- I think they are doing things the right way. So like they haven't got promoted yet. They've, how, how long have they been with the club? Two years, three years? Two years, I think. Yeah, I think probably coming up on two years. Um, they didn't. They weren't successful. Like they haven't got promoted yet, and they weren't too far off that. So I don't think there's been that much improvement. But to be top now, to get if they get promoted into League Two, that's huge because that's like that's that's when that's professional footballers. That's like the the main part of the pyramid. Um, when you talk about the football mm. py- pyramid, um, the national league is sort of yeah not great um 
it's it's the first league two is the first professional league i think national league is semi-pro as far as i know might might be wrong but off the top of my head because i yeah yeah cool That's thank you for your insight very, uh, That's all right. what have you been up to apart uh, from watching football I have been playing the worst, best Pokemon game that's ever been released. Um, Pokemon um, Photo? The Pokemon Snap. That's a banger Pokemon game. Snap. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Never no, I've been it. playing uh, Pokemon Violet, the most recent game out on the Switch. Oh, yeah. And it is a buggy mess. People are falling through the floor. The graphics are stuttering. There's no frame rate. Did you just Mr. Miyagi a fly out of the air? Yeah, I did, yeah. Good effort. Thank you. Yeah, basically, it's been two years since the last main release uh, of a mainline Pokemon game, and it's very clear that the team behind it had a lot of really good ideas. They just didn't have enough time to polish it because the Pokemon (laughs) company needs a game out every year. They need it to do well. They need to make a bajillion dollars. And the saddest Mm. part is, despite this being... Possibly like the worst reviewed mainline Pokemon game in however many years. Worst user reviewed mainline Pokemon game in however many years. It's made the most money. (laughs) It's sold 10 million copies in its first three days, which is ludicrous. It's the biggest opening any Pokemon game has ever had. It's the biggest opening any Switch game has ever had. And it's just, Uh, in some cases, like it's literally unplayable. It just crashes. It just dies. It just boots you from the game models are stretching and whatever but damn it it's fun (laughs) is it actually it's actually like so it's open world pokemon so you can go out and you can go in any direction you get this creature bike that lets you travel and jump and swim around and the concept is sound like you can point yourself in a direction there's a there's numerous other objectives to the story like you've got your eight gym leaders that you go fight but then you've also got these titan pokemon that are huge versions of regular guys that power up your bike and have an extra storyline to it which almost brought me to tears because it's about an old dying dog pokemon and that you're trying to bring it back and make it healthy again and it's like it's really like tugs at the heartstrings and then you've got like the rebel team who are rebelling against the system because they've been looked down on and they're, they're trying to make an active change to the bullies and reform them but you're also like tearing through them all. Why and suspended Pokemon get so political? Political, uh, political. I I guess it's not so much political. It's more just like oh, the bullies were failed by the school because the school is like the Oxford. Sounds pretty of political. Spain, all yeah. for the toffs. <laughs> okay, yeah. But like, yeah, it's just there's so many good ideas here, and if it had maybe like a year it more in development, or Nintendo actually fucking upgraded the nintendo switch so it wasn't just like a ds with an extra hard drive (laughs) maybe we would have the best pokemon game ever but as it stands so this yeah so so about the switch so as it stands finish your thought because i I, I did interrupt you there um yeah basically the main thing i'm getting out of it is the reviewers all gave it really high scores, even though objectively it performs worse than Sonic Frontiers. And people called Sonic Frontiers an unfinished and soulless game. So fuck you, critics. I don't like you. You're ruining everything. My boy Sonic deserves better. But he is beating Pokemon in the user review scores by a wide margin. So that makes me happy. Yeah, what were you saying oh, about the Switch? Um, so I was looking for Christmas presents for me and uh, Lizzie. This, uh, and I was lo- looking at Switches again. Um and I, I always end up get coming to the same conclusion that 
I don't think there's enough I'd play on it to get it now. And also, it's like five, six years old now. And like you say, there's not been that much development. coming out. And there's something else. And there should, and there are rumors that there's something coming out soonish. There's always rumors. There's been rumors for the past three years that we were going to. Well, be yeah, but but the Pro. longer we wait, yeah, exactly. The yeah, more but true like it has to be. Yeah, the more true it has to. Like at some if point, I just there keep will spinning be. Spinning my arms and walking towards you. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> if you get in my way, it's not my fault. Um, <laughs> but no, but like as far as like time periods go. Five five years, five six years is about when new things start to come out, isn't it? When you look at like Xbox and PlayStation and things like that. Yeah, Xbox and PlayStation so, recently actually said that they're not going to release or consider releasing any new hardware until about twenty twenty eight. Oh, good. Okay, that helps. Good because I'm also looking at PS fives as well. Um, oh my god, so worth it, <laughs> bro. Uh, honestly, and with the, with my new TV, oh. Spicy. Dude, it's not worth it for me though, because every time I fucking think about it, I'm like, yes, I can spend 500 quid on a PS5 to play FIFA. Like, that's all I'm bloody yeah. doing. Like, it's not. It's not worth it. Just I don't have PS4 the time Pro, to invest. I reckon. Yeah. Why? Is that a significant upgrade from the PS4? It was a. Well, it meant that the PlayStation didn't sound like a jet taking off every time. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> not really fussed not really an issue if you're playing fifa to be honest no. so yeah no. i don't know it's it's things that i'd like to have like it'd be great to have but can i really justify it i don't know yeah to be fair i'd like i'm getting my like my money's worth because i come back home from work and i just sit there and i just play games and yeah. watch tv and hd movies i watched the gentleman the other day which is a guy ritchie film that i didn't know existed and it was an ultra hd and i swear to you i could reach forward and put my finger why do i why do i need a ps5 to do that that's the tv yeah well it was yeah well exactly yeah (laughs) it's got nothing to do with the ps5 (laughs) why are you talking about though yeah yeah (laughs) yeah how much you like god of war i guess yeah what else have you been up to this week uh, not a lot, really. Watching all the World Cup stuff uh, as much as possible and watching the highlights and things uh, of the games that I miss because of work and um, watching a, a shit ton of Malcolm in the Middle again. Did you know that Malcolm in the Middle made this thing, um, like, blow up? Oh, the thing on the leg? I love yeah. how you get a punch me in the arm. Yeah. That, 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 like, it, it, I, I looked it up because I, I saw it in an episode of, like, one of yeah. the first few episodes of season two. So you're going back 20 years or whatever. Um, and it, they did it and they didn't sort of, they, they sort of played it and explained the game. And I was like, oh my God, is this where it originated from? And it's not necessarily where it originated from, but it is where it, like, blew up, like, in Western culture. Because, like, people remember it from before that. But I reckon mm. that's where our generation learned that game. And I think that's mad. must have been. Oh, I just thought it was always like just a, a part of society. Yeah, it was just yeah. always there. But like that would have yeah. been prime primary school when that episode came out for us, and it had been the wrong, end yeah. of primary school, beginning of high school, and that's when I remember. I remember sort of early high school that this was a thing. Yeah, that must be it. That's really interesting. I thought that that was just like a, a playground game, but for Malcolm in the Middle to do it, like, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of stuff for Malcolm in the Middle that just, oh, great show. 
Just a great yeah, show. It really is. I've re- I, I can't, I know I said it last week, but I just can't get over how, like, it's just such a, everyone knows it. But like when you actually watch, I, I always thought it was going to be a lot cheaper than it was. And now going back and watching it, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Some of the humour in there is, is gold. Mm. And some of the jokes and stuff, it's just classic. Oh, there's classic humor. standout one that keeps coming around Twitter and it's like... Um... I know uh, when you say you want to find out all the lore of Sonic the Hedgehog and it's the scene where Hal turns around and he goes, son, and the, all the lights just like cut out except for like a spotlight on him and Malcolm. It's like, are you sure that you are ready to walk this path? <laughs> no, that once you begin, you cannot turn back. Are you sure you're yeah. ready for this responsibility? I guess. Cool. We'll start tomorrow. <laughs> and then all the lights flow, like throw back on. And I'm just like, the technical vision to make that happen. Like, I know it's just lighting, but to kill all the lights in a daylit scene and then have just the spotlight and for it to still look really good and then just yeah. cut back to normal. Genius. Whoever's directing do you know what, this thing. Do you know what that scene's about? Do you remember? Is it, is it, pow- is it speed walking? Or is that something different? <laughs> no, it's um, ice skating. And, ice and skating. figure skating. And then, and then Hal just gets into <laughs> like spandex and starts like roll. It's rollerblading, not rollerblading. Like a uh, roller... Roller derby? Skating. Roller skating. No, because it's... They're doing uh, roller skate ice hockey on the on on, on the um, roads outside. The kids are. And Malcolm wants to get ah. better at it. And it's like, Dad, can you teach me how to skate? It's like, are you sure you want to walk this path? And everyone, <laughs> everyone's warning him against it. Like, his, his, his brothers are all... Um, uh, what's, um, what's the guy in military school called? Is um, it Franklin? No. Oh, what's he called? Benjamin. Oh, I knew... <laughs> no. Ah, oh, I hear Dennis. it all the time. Francis. Francis. There we go. So Franklin was close. Is it Francis? Yeah, it is. Is it Francis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Francis yeah, so Fra- Wilkinson. Fra- there we go. He, he, he phones up... Um... Their last name is Wilkerson. Apparently so, according to malcolminthemiddle.fandom.com. Oh my god, I've never known their last name. That's mad. Oh, um, but hang on, he's. Oh no, that's the actor's name. Ignore me. Yeah, Wilkerson. Yeah, I also never knew their last name. <laughs> Weird that. Like Malcolm Wilkerson. The Simpsons, right? But we yeah. Don't know. <laughs> ah. uh, interesting. Anyway, they call up um, Francis and he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, if you're going to do it, just get it over with as quick as you can and it's all like it builds it up loads and they don't no one no one tells malcolm what to expect it's like you just have to do it i'm not going to tell you anything about it you just have to go for it it's it's a very fun episode um because it's just seeing um hal what's the actor's name brian cranston yeah it's just seeing brian cranston uh in spandex proper method acting this like flamboyant figure skater and it's just going for it with all the moves he had such a wild career like going malcolm in the middle like one of the most successful comedies of all time to freaking yeah. walter white in breaking bad and then just some random dude in godzilla yeah like, yeah amazing and dude then just, just doing random shorts i saw him on tiktok the other day with um uh oh what's he called chris rock not chris okay. rock not chris rock who's the chris uh, Hemsworth? No. 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 The one, the short black actor who is with the Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock all the time. Um, uh, yeah, that is Chris Rock, isn't it? Is it? Is that Chris Rock? I thought Chris Rock yeah. was tall. No. 
No? I don't think he is. <laughs> Why are we so bad at this? I'm pretty sure... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's the guy who got slapped at the Oscars, right? Yeah, that's not who I'm thinking of. Oh. Um, Chris... Uh, it might, it's, it's probably not Chris. Don't, well, I don't know why you're sticking with that. It's just... Uh, Chris Tucker? Chris... No. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Christ, let's finish that conversation because it's going yeah. nowhere. Um, yeah, I'll look. I'll, it. I'll, yeah. All right. God, great. Okay, well, we'll leave the episode there. That sounds like a good cool. point to leave it. Yeah, Completely mid thought. Go out with a bang, they say. Mid tangent thought. I love it. Okay, yeah. thanks everybody for listening. And we'll cheers. See you next time.